Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're doing Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 173 from May the 20th of 1995. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Hopper. Yes, our scheduling challenges continue, but you know what? We're like clockwork. We just keep on ticking. Doc, how are you? I miss my little buddy Harper, man. I'm going to have to light my prayer candle and uh, hard, hard body Harper. That's that's real classy prayer candle to try to get through this. I'm a little under the weather. I got to tell you, the uh, weather changes here. We finally got summer out of the way, but it went straight to like the Arctic. And man, I got a little got a little cold here. But you know what? We don't miss. We don't miss. We keep the train rolling. It's how we roll out here with BTT. Anything you want to talk about before we um, get into this uh, episode? Because we are in, this is taping number five from, technically it's taping number five from Warrensville, North Carolina. Jesus, I had, a, cool. I had a question about that. I was like, man, how long have we fucking been here? We've been in this building for a long time. Um, like I said, it's technically cool. it's taping number five. It'll make more sense when I get into it. It's the SMW Studios now. Shit. <laughs> it is. All right, so we'll get rolling. Episode 173, May 20th, 1995. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage contributions each and every month. We appreciate it. And again, it's taping number five, Warrensville, North Carolina, Northwest Ash High School, drawing 350 people, if you believe the internet. A bunch of other stuff is also sprinkled into this episode throughout it, so that's kind of why I'm saying technically we're taping number five, but we get some other stuff in it. We don't really get a, a true, I guess, show opening. We get the Smoky Mountain music at the very beginning. Uh, Les Thatcher does say a couple of things as he says what we'll see this week. And then we go straight to Boo Bradley versus George South. I say this every week. I, I don't remember Boo still being around this long, but here he is, end of May. Doc, your thoughts on anything with Bradley and George South? First of all, I had a note that I hate the new open. I like going to the control desk and having the two guys welcome me in and tell me what's up. I do but too. I hate, I hate change. So whatever. Yeah, we're old uh, guys yelling at clouds. We don't like change. So this was South versus Boo, and not only do I have a note that Boo stays longer, but Boo is also at the end of this here better than I remember. So not only has he been here longer, but he's actually improving as more of a look at that. Shot across the ring. Fifth taping. There's a lot of brown in those stands. You want to describe brown? Mm. Not people. The, Actually, it's the lack of people. What I was talking about was... <laughs> I was saying that you know how the, the stands in a basketball arena are brown because it's wood. Well, there's, you can see a lot of empty space in the, in the, on the far side there, so... Thanks for helping me clear that up. I don't want to get in trouble and have to go to sensitivity training. Thank you. Okay. Any um, other thoughts from Boo and George? Yeah. Uh, also here, I didn't remember George South sticking around as long as he does. 
he really is looking like some sort of Jake the Snake, Jimmy Del Rey cousin here. Well, he's at this taping in these when they're near North Carolina because of North Carolina. Yeah, I know. And they keep talking about this during the show, but we're headed to Charlotte, aren't we? Carolina Memories is is what Carolina Memories, man. That's that's big news for uh for uh, the promotion here. That's a real market. Doc, any other thoughts on Boo Bradley and George South? Good opener. Well, you get a replay of Buddy Landell and Steve Armstrong. They're finished when Budro busted open a powder of. <laughs> Literally busted open a powder, a baby pow- a pack of baby powder, and threw it into Armstrong's eyes. That shit exploded. It was ridiculous. And Budro, um, yeah, that was great. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on that replay? <laughs> the, the, the powder yeah. is the best part of it. Yeah, we talked about that. I think last week, and it just explodes. Explodes a serious explosion. So uh, from there, we're gonna go to Buddy. He's gonna cut a promo, and it is followed by Steve Armstrong. So let's go to Buddy and Steve right now. Um, here are Buddy and Steve. And before you now, the new Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion, give your homage to the new Nature Boy, Buddy Landell. That's right, I'm a repackaged man. Now, Steve Armstrong, these goose just got through seeing on TV. Me beating you with my patent move, I did it legally, morally, and intentionally. Not underhanded, but I beat you right in the middle of the ring with my move. Now, let me explain something to you. I went through Bobby Fulton. I went through Bobby Blaze. Now, Steve Armstrong, tonight in Charlotte, North Carolina, you want to challenge the Nature Boy Buddy Landell again? You see, Charlotte has always been run by a Nature Boy, but tonight... The real nature boy is coming to town. And I'm telling you what, Steve Armstrong, I'm going through you like I'm going through everybody else, brother. And I'm telling you, Charlotte, North Carolina, there's a lot of people that are wannabes. Monday morning armchair quarterbacks out there saying, I wish I could have, should have, would have. But the bottom line is you didn't. I'm standing before you now, the Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion, and I'll see you tonight. All right, with me, Steve Armstrong, Steve, tonight. Carolina Memories, Charlotte in the Grady Cole Center. You've got a shot at Landell. The title is on the line. That's right. Right there tonight. I can't wait to get there. Just a few short hours away. Charlotte right there at the Grady Cole Center. Right across where, where history was made at that Coliseum for many, many years. Everybody knows in that area. Charlotte, we're coming your way. Buddy Landell, Nature Boy, the so-called Nature Boy. I'm going to prove that you're nothing but a punk tonight. I'm going to slap your own hold and beat you with your own figure four tonight right there in Charlotte. I can't wait to see all the pretty ladies and get right there, get down in Charlotte live tonight. Steve, of course, we saw what happened uh, in that figure four match, and Landell is going to be cocky from that, but I know you're out to avenge it. That's right. I'm in, I'm in perfect shape. I'm in the shape of my life, uh, best shape of my life right now. Been in the gym, and this leg, it was down for a little bit. He threw some powder in my eyes. Everybody saw that, but that's all right, brother. I'm going to take that, and I'm going to turn everything around, and tonight in Charlotte, I'm going to get even. It's come up in time right there in Charlotte. All right. The leg's 100%. Steve Armstrong against the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion tonight. Grady Cole Center in Charlotte. It's Carolina Memories. You won't want to miss it. Fans, here's where you can see Smoky Mountain Wrestling. All right, the two pump up Carolina memories. Armstrong says he can't wait to see the pretty ladies. Code word for I am ready to spread my seed throughout that old North Carolina. Come on. And (laughs) Landell mentions Carolina is nature boy territory. You know I'm not wrong. That's why you said come on. And for people who are listening for the first time, it's all a work, people. It's all in fun. Doc, what are your thoughts from Landell and Steve Armstrong right here? 
I thought Lindell was solid and good. He called people goofs in the area, which he's probably not wrong. He's the champ. He's making things happen. Armstrong a little bit different here. And, you know, he had a little bit of Stone Cold in him and a little bit of Alabama in him. If you go back and listen to that, I thought he was talking too fast. Jesus Christ, he was like he was in a hurry to get done. I did like the fact that he's throwing his planting his flag so that he can plant his seed, but he was he was that promo I was like slow down. Um and then the other thing, if you could run back to that promo real quick on for visual. What part? I mean there's two. There's Buddy he doesn't, and Armstrong. Oh, uh Steve. Okay. Look at that behind Lex uh Les that box monitor remember when computers look like that yes <laughs> even bigger to be honest yeah but, yeah but yeah. that just reminded me of like man you'd get a computer monitor and you need some help carrying that shit so that thing was a bit that's a monitor and it's got like a four inch screen not even that maybe it's probably like that like, thing is a that thing looks like a jack-in-the-box you put a crank on the side and a little court jester pops out yeah you think that thing heavy too you think that if you looked at that monitor right now, you would think you had cataracts? Yeah, I mean... You ever try to go back and look at something that's not high-def these days? How did we watch sports before high-definition? I don't know. It was a different world. I don't think... You know, it's one of those things you you can't miss what you don't have. What you never had. So, like, if if, that, if that's what you had at that time, that's that worked perfectly fine. I mean, we had a black and white television in my mom's house for, for many, many years. So like, I can remember getting color TV and I was like, holy shit, you know, we got color TV now. So to, to go from that to that and then to high def, you, 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 it's the old thing, man. You, you can't, we standard definition was fine until we had something better. Nowadays, if you go into these damn best buys and whatnot and see things in that 4k, you really like, Hell, I need that over over high definition. I purposely don't do that so that I don't get into a scenario where I'm spending three thousand dollars on a TV one afternoon. Well, I've, you you don't know what they they don't cost that. You oh, can get a four K for a month. <laughs> then we need to wrap. Then we need to wrap this up so that I can get down to Best Buy. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, have you looked at them? They're they're literally no. dirt cheap. My TV, they, they... my TV in the living room where I watch all my good sports is a legitimate 12 years old yeah it's older than mine and i don't know how you watch i don't know how you watch sports on it to be honest with you it's too um, small usually i'm half drunk so there well, you go first he's got this enormous living room because he's a doctor and he's rich so he's got this big ass living room that you can play a fucking football game in that's one thing unlike my living room and two He's got this little forty-inch TV on, on a fucking wall, and in in this big-ass living room. I, I I literally I need binoculars when I'm at Doc's house to watch the television. First of all, it's not on the wall. Second of all, it's a fifty-five-inch television. It, that shit ain't fifty-five inches, bro. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. No, I don't know. I I, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, okay. Any other thoughts on Carolina memories and? Steve Armstrong talking about spreading the seed. That reminded me of of Brian Lee in the very beginning of Smoky Mountain. He was talking about meeting all the pretty ladies and literally basically said he was going to spread his seed throughout the territory. Yeah, that's 
and we and well and from what we know between some stories from our good friend james mitchell that was a real thing brian's pretty seed throughout the territory (laughs) he didn't honeymoon the rats as uh, mitchell's told us right okay so we go then to a promo from jim Cornette, and it is basically a history lesson on the carolinas jim crockett promotions in the territory Corny even goes back to the 1960s. Corny mentions Magnum's car accident and that Magnum will even be there tonight at Carolina Memories. He is in hard sell mode on why the good people of Carolina need to come down to the Grady Cole Center. I didn't have intentions on playing it, Doc, but Corny is selling the piss out of this to try to get these people in here. And to be honest, this is about the most you're going to hear about this because they're not going to show any of this on TV. So what are your thoughts? I had, it's it's funny because, you know, I'll read you my notes exactly because it's close to what you had. We're getting a history lesson from Corny. This was when wrestling was great. Boy, he's really trying to talk him in the building here and doing a good job of it. And I just had an extra because he brings up Magnum TA. I wonder what Magnum looks like in 95. That would have been nine years post car accident. I bet he didn't look too much different. I mean, I mean, when I say too much different, I mean like, you know, when I too much different, like after those first few times we saw him after his accident, where he was kind of slender and the, the right side of his body is kind of all messed up. I'm assuming he didn't look much different because even when you see Magnum today, he's not like ridiculously out of shape and, and overweight or anything. He he's bigger, but I'm betting he didn't look too much different than he did post accident. Yeah, I was thinking so too. So. All right, any other thoughts on Corny's hard sell there? I just wish that they would sell the tape so that I could quit watching Night of the Legends videos and watch a commercial for Carolina Memories. Boy, they they, they plugged the piss out of that. They, they are still plugging Night of Legends. All right, so a couple of things here. We're about to go to a confrontation with Chip Kessler and after the double chain match between the gangsters and the thugs from Freedom Hall in Johnson City, Tennessee... Tracy is a bloody mess, as you can see. Uh, they're going to go to the to the actual match. So, I, I mean, Doc, you want me to throw it to you first and say what you thought about this double chain match or what? How do you want to do this? Um, the only thing I'll say here, and if you're watching the video feed, we're in, what, Johnson City, I think? Is that right? Mm-hmm. I hate that arena. You just don't like the look of it on the television. Yeah, because on that far side, it looks like those are – it's just there's not that many people and then the stands look folded up and then there's that high part up above it. It just doesn't look good on TV. It doesn't. I agree with you. It doesn't have okay. a good look at all. Very, um, very, very weird look. The other thing honest. that I thought of here, because it's something we were talking about not too long ago. You know, we, we talk a lot about the current product and all that and everybody's trying to flip and fly and dive. But this is just a good old-fashioned, let's get in there and throw punches. And that can really be fun. And it reminds me of old world-class, where they just throw punches forever. And uh, punches work in the right scenario, and this is one of them. In a match like this, you can't do flips and dives. You're connected by a you know 8- to 10-foot chain, so it's really hard to run 
any type of elaborate spot. I mean, you just can't do it. It's physically impossible. I mean, look at New Jack right there. He's trying to get untangled from the chain, and all Tracy did was a, was a sidekick, and he's about to do another one. But he keeps getting tangled in the chain. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but you got four guys in here. Uh, you know, Dirty White Boy's connected to Mustafa. Tracy's connected to New Jack. How do you do... You can't... I mean, think about that. It's just the logistics of it. You can't really do anything. So I'm with you, though. It's not that they can't do anything. It's just that this is great. They're having a blood feud. They're kitchen. They're, they're kicking. They're punching. I don't see anything wrong with it. And you know, you and I kind of grew up on this shit in, in world class and mid south. So, well, if you is. hate if you hate somebody enough, like these two teams pur- purport to, then punching them in the face seems like the best possible course of action. Absolutely, punching them and kicking them in the head feels like a great idea. When yeah. you hate somebody. I mean, like, it's, that's kind of what you do when you don't like somebody. So, all right. Uh, if you're watching on our Patreon video at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, you just saw the finish. So, the Thug, Smothers, and Dirty White Boy, they win when Dirty White Boy hits Mustafa with the Buck Snort Blaster. And then D'Lo accidentally hits Mustafa with a splash when Dirty White Boy moved as he was pinning Mustafa. Dirty White Boy covers both D'Lo and Mustafa. But after the match, the gangsters are further bloody on the thugs, and they're getting, you know, putting the boots to them and whatnot. Smothers actually gets hung, as you can see, by New Jack, and they are wearing out Smothers and Dirty White Boy in this ring. Um, you know, these these little pink guys are getting what? hung and murdered by the black guys in here. See, That's why do right. you have to do that? Why, why, you, and you like it, don't you? This is my kind of party. Jesus. Loving every minute of it. Wasn't that a song? Yeah, it was by a Canadian band called Loverboy. Now, I don't have to tell everybody out in the audience that because they already know that. But I feel like you need that. All right. Well, all I know is uh, when I saw the gangsters putting the boots to these guys, I was thinking to myself, What's causing all this? Woo! There you go, Steven Javorski. The sound dropped just for you. All right. Um, so, Doc, any other thoughts on this match before we go to a promo from the gangsters? No, other than the thing that we've already talked about here is that there's no fancy moves, but this was super effective, and I was very interested to see how they did it. Let's go now to the gangsters. They are backstage cutting a promo after this match. Here it is. Brothers, dirty white boy, take a look at this. You thought we was playing? I told you we was coming, and we came for a reason. I was trying to make your heart stop, but we didn't. You put us in chains, and just like our ancestors many years ago, we came out the chains, and now you in the chains. I told you, long gone are the days of the black man being last. Now we first. We're going to be first again when we get you, wherever it is, whatever kind of match you want to have, name it. And you best believe the gangsters will be there. And this time when we come, we're going to leave. And this time, we ain't going to leave your land hurt. We're going to leave your land and your heart ain't going to be beaten. Boy, we're on a mission, and the mission is to get rid of the thugs. you dealing with the real gangsters, the real thugs. You are one of be has been punk. We the ones, so get ready, punk. Well, fans, there you have it. Double chain match. White boy, wild-eyed southern boy, Freedom Hall Johnson City. Gentlemen, your comment. My comment! My comment is, gangsters, the next time I get my hands on you, it's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be a street fight. And I can't wait, because you see what you've done to this man? That's coming to a screeching halt. I'm getting sick and tired of you punks running around here saying, we're not getting equal opportunity. We're going to take care of the thugs. Brother, you can't whoop 
neither one of wherever we've been, you can't whoop it. Now, you know what I want, gangsters? You know what I want? And I'm going to go to the commissioners. I'm going to go to the board of directors. Anybody I have to go to. Let's get it done. Let's get it over with. How about a spectrum match? Which is the only way that you can win it is if your opponent gets toted out on a stretcher. He can't fight no more. Maybe his eyes are rolled back in his head. Maybe his head, this side of his skull, is crushed in. I'm sick and tired of a bunch of damn gangsters. You boys are going down whether you like it. Ain't that right? You're damn right, that's right. Let me tell you something, gangsters. I've been in this sport for 12 years. I've had 13 concussions. I've had stitches in my head six times. I've had my stinking head busted a million times. You know what I think? I think you want to make love, man. That's what I'm talking about. These are the thugs. G is for terrible. H is for hell. You look for yeah. hell. G is for hell. Because a thug can't spell. Charlotte, North Carolina. Get on street fight. We're going to be on you like a duck on a June bug. I'm That's calling exactly out right. to all my boys. I'm calling out the cock mic. I'm calling out the big stud. I'm calling out the peppy. I'm calling out the wild dog. I'm calling out the hopping scooter. Jello, Gladwell. I can come out here with that smile on face, but I can't change what I am. I can't change where I come from. I'm a Robertson County redneck. It's a fuck snort blaster. Stretch your mask. You just get rid of my damn pleasure, man. Somebody's going to get hurt. You're going to get your kick. This goes no disqualification. Anything goes from your nose to your toes, man. You go to you can't stand up. And the thugs live by the three Ds. That's it. Dedication, Tell determination, them. Them and desire. Agile, mobile, and hostile. <laughs> Gangsters, yeah. we're the real deal. You are wannabes. Nobody does it like a thug. We'll see you. Stretch your match. Get, get on street fight. Whatever, it man. It ain't matter to the thing, right? Sit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I need, to, I, need rolling, to, man. I need to ask something before we get going here. What? Was the first or second guy that's one of Tracy's boys, was he named Cockbite? I couldn't tell, man. I listened. To, <laughs> it sounded like it, but... And then <laughs> I'm thinking, how do you get that nickname? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I mean, what do you do to get a name like Cockbite? And <laughs> shit just went on, man. He said he starts with rapping with how you spell thugs, and then he starts naming. I was like, is he naming his friends? What the hell's going on here? Cockbite? What? Uh. <laughs> that was great. And, and, and you know, the good part about it was for both the gangsters and the thugs. New Jack, there were times when New Jack and Dirty White Boy and Tracy all stumbled and said something or repeated themselves, but you don't care because they all were believable in their anger. And we've talked about that before. It's like, when you're mad, man, sometimes you just say shit. But it all was conveyed that they still want to whip each other's ass. I mean, New Jack said... Next time we wrestle, we're gonna kill you. This was this was good because like we saw the match and they saw we saw them murder each other. And then the the other point to that promo you and I haven't discussed yet was them building up this fight at in Carolina tonight, the street fight that they have. And they they actually you know I checked the records, they actually do have a match. It's a it's a street fight at that show 
which was May 20th of 1995 in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Grady Cole Center. So there there was that match that night. So this was good, you know, as a last second push to hopefully get some more people in the building. I'll tell you the the, the attendance later in the show if you'd like to hear for, from that night in Carolina. But I thought this was good. Tracy was rolling. I mean, come on, man. This was just good shit, you know? Well, and I liked, I did like the fact that, but going back to New Jacks, you know, I, I still think he's more effective as a promo when he's throwing the race card up. And so my people aren't going to be last. We're going to be first. In the context of the feud, I think works. I think they have a legitimate complaint when they're fighting either PG-13 or a, a hillbilly team, and I say that with respect, called the thugs. When they say we're the real gangsters, we're the real thugs, they have a point. So they have a legitimate point to their to their to to the promo. You know, DWB was just standard issue, but Tracy was next level. Thirteen <laughs> concussions. Oof, that's in hindsight not a badge of honor, and I'm sure he'd be the first to admit that. Um, I would imagine that he's been stitched more than six times in his career that he said. But, man, I popped, as, as you might, we already talked about, when, when he started listing off his boys that are coming down. And and the other line that got me in there was when he said, anything, what did he say? Anything goes from your nose to your toes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's some redneck uh, shit right there, man. <laughs> Well, I'm we not a redneck, the- but I swear I can only imagine a redneck saying that. Anything goes from your nose to your toes, boy. Anything goes from one side of your butthole to the other. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and so we he said the duck on a June bug line, but we hear that often. But that one was one I don't I hadn't placed before. So you know, he's standing there with dried blood on his face. He keeps hitting dirty white boy on the chest because he's hot. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I don't know how many times we have to say this, but it's 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 never not true to use a double negative. Personal issues draw money, and red turns to green, pal. That's good shit right there, pal. Goddamn, pal. That, good shit. That was compelling television. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're watching along on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, you'd notice that they go to a replay of Ricky Morton versus Al Snow in the cage in Johnson City where Ricky pile drove Al in the cage and Unibomb comes in through the bottom of the ring. We talked about this. Kessler lost his lost it because, remember, there was another Unibomb handcuffed to the ring post on the outside. Inside the ring, Ricky Morton got powerbombed. Gibson gets loose, and he's in the ring now with Bobby and Boo. All kinds of chaos. We talked about it um in, in in one of the last episodes so again it's a replay uh, i don't have anything from it so i'm gonna keep going doc you got anything uh is he about to cut a, is morton about to cut a promo though yeah he cuts a promo after it which i don't have anything from it because it's i mean he's well, just, like pumping up the show yeah my only note on that was that you know they're going to care they're going to charlotte you know to fight next, right? Morton, the Carolina Memories is going to be, you know, Snow and Kane versus the Rock and Roll, right? Yes. My my note here is that, man, that's some home field advantage for how many rats 
do you think will come out with little kids to see R- Ricky and Robert on in Charlotte, 1995? <laughs> How many rats are going to bring the kids to see their dads? Yeah, that's what you're trying um, to get at. Yeah, they got. My point was they got such a home field advantage. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're gonna. They got such a home field advantage in Charlotte against Snow and Kane. Man, they're Snow and Kane are gonna struggle there, just like New Orleans. The Saints struggle in cold weather. Man, I'm telling you. Any other thoughts from the Rock and Roll Express? Why are you trying to no sell that? That come on, pal. You got. We have to work together. You can't just stand there and act like Brody and I'm Luger. Come on. So then we go to Bobby Blaze. He's got a very quick promo talking about his match with Dan Severn for the NWA title at the Carolina show. And then Bobby tells Al Snow he's going to beat Snow and to beat the Champ TV title match, which is coming up right after this. Doc, any other thoughts from? uh, And when I say Bobby Blaze's promo was quick, it was literally twenty seconds. Quicker than the Saints getting beat in the cold weather. So then we go to Al Snow versus Bobby Blaze. I, I was thinking. I was thinking, current man, TV, Bobby Blaze is the on, current champ. He's the TV oh, title holder. This match is for the I'm just going to talk over you then. I'm going to cut my own show. Listen, dickhead. If you're Bobby Jesus. If you're Bobby Blaze, and maybe we could ask Bobby this. We may have it. Uh, we've talked to him so much. Or actually, he talks to us so much, and we just listen. Um. What's the thought process of getting in the ring with a guy like Severin? And is there, I mean, what if Severin just started shooting on him? I mean, you can't stop it. He's talked about that before. You ever been in the ring with somebody that you thought might, might turn a little bit on you and you were kind of like, hmm, if it does, not exactly sure what my exit plan is. You always have an exit plan. It might not be a pretty one, but you always have one. That's good. I didn't know that. That's good to know. That's good. That's the kind of stuff our listeners, not talking over me, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear you say things like that because that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. You should never get in there without being prepared to defend yourself for real. Or else. Even, okay, so let me ask you this. Even if you're wrestling a guy like Rod. Is this every match or just guys you don't know or certain guys? Who have I mean, there's people you trust. I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I would think he would never do anything to harm me intentionally. So, and there's a number of guys, not just him, but there's a number of guys I would have felt that way about. But, I mean, you know, you got to realize, man, you're in the Indies. You're going to towns and you're meeting people for the first time. You don't know them from Adam. You have no clue who they are. Know nothing about them personally. I mean, they literally could be a killer. You know, they could be a murderer or wanted for murder. You would never know. So you better, you better be prepared for, I'm not saying, you know, bring a gun to the ring, but you better have some kind of defense plan. I don't want to call it just an exit plan, but a defense plan for if things go astray. Okay. That makes sense. I've told you before though. I mean, like guys start taking liberties with you. There's a way to deal with that too, you know. You kind of tell. Let me see if I remember what you said. I think you told me one time if somebody's taking liberties with you, the best thing you can do is either tell them or give them a a short receipt and see if that corrects the issue. He kind of like you're like, what the fuck, man? What what was that? And generally, the person will be like, fuck, my bad, you know. But if they just keep on, it's like, oh, fuck you. 
But there's yeah. there's ways of dealing with it. I mean, you know, I'm not sitting there and tell you to be Mr. Tough Guy, but you, you got to have a plan, man. You're in a physical sport. You know, it'd be no different if you were on a football field and, and, and a guy's just wearing you out. You better have some kind of counter or you're just going to keep getting worn out and beat the shit out of you. So, I, you know, that's, that's my thing. But, okay. Yeah. All right. So we go to Al Snow versus Bobby Blaze. Remember, Bobby is the current champ to beat the TV champ. Uh, this match is for the TV title. Bobby and Al, they kind of get after it. And Bobby's just a hard-ass worker. He doesn't take it easy. He comes across definitely uh, complete as an, an underdog. He's somebody who's a fighter. Uh, Bobby hits Snow with a finish with his finisher, the Northern Lights, but Unibom breaks the pinfall up, which causes a DQ in the long run. Unibom and Snow then put the boots to blaze for a little bit. Then we go to commercial. Doc, do you have anything else from this one? I did notice that the crowd continues to thin. Um, tired, if you could bro. take me to forty fifty five, they are I tired. That was, that was an. I thought forty fifty five was a nice move. Oh, this move. Over the world. Yeah, I thought this was pretty nice. Okay, so because so I like the way that Bobby took the long way down. Yeah, I thought he, Bobby really made that look good. Yeah. Uh, how would you like to sit through a four TV taping, taping doc? I gotta tell you, when I look at a Saturday, when I look at a Saturday night episode and it's 120 minutes, I get upset. So imagine four. Imagine these TV tapings that probably went and I like it. Right. It just had to be hard. I'm to the point now where if I'm watching a football game, a a primetime game, like the other night. Well, I can't do time-based stuff, but if they go to overtime, I start getting cranky. I'm like, come on, bro. I'm having a hard enough time staying awake for the finish. Now y'all going to add on some five more minutes at the end of this 60-minute Broadway? Come on. Yeah, you're talking about that uh, from a few weeks back, about a month ago, on the Seahawks and 49ers. And I got to tell you, that was actually a good game to watch. I missed the whole overtime because I was... And I I stuck with it, but I got to say... it was rough, man. I mean, we got to get up and go to work in the morning and staying up late. Just, it's hard, dude, when you get old and you get to our age. But that's neither here nor there. I'm with you. All right, Doc, any other thoughts on Yeah, I had Snow another time stamp at 43.30. I thought Bobby showed some good fire here. Bobby here. Be nice if you explain what he's doing. And he's just, just... <sighs> You yeah. act like Look people are watching this. That was great. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stop going to timestamps for you because of what you do. You go look at that. Look 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 at look at what he's doing. Wow. You need to explain what is happening. This Bobby's is a winning. podcast, not a video cast. Bobby is winning the match. Okay, I already explained the finish. Any other thoughts on Snow and Bobby Blaze here? Uh, fund very fundamental match. Very very well done. I thought. Um. And at the end of the day, Bobby gets that money, pal. Bobby gets the money. He retains via DQ. Okay. We then go straight to a promo from Al Snow and Unibom. They, too, are talking up Carolina memories or Charlotte memories, whatever one you want to call it. Doc, do you have anything from it? Yeah. uh, Les wrapped the cord around – I mean, uh, Snow wrapped the cord around Les's neck. I don't think Les liked that too much. Let's play it. Here it is. All right, with me, the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions, Al Snow, Unibom. Tonight, 
Charlotte Coliseum, Brady Cole Center, to be exact. Charlotte Memories. Aptly titled, because rock and roll, you're going to be just a memory. Cage match like wild animals. That means I can do anything. I can take a rope, wrap it around your neck, and choke you to death. <laughs> Lem Remember, Ricky Morton, what happened the last time in a cage? This time, it's going to happen again. This ain't 1950, Rock and Roll Express. Your days are numbered. Charlotte was lucky for you before. You better pray to God it's lucky for you tonight. Because you're going to need it. You'll be lucky if you leave the ring in one piece. And there you have it from the Tag Team Champions tonight. The Grady Cole Center in Charlotte. It's Carolina Memories. Don't forget, next week here on Smoky Mountain Wrestling, highlights of the Volunteer Slam. This is Les Thatcher. All right. So he tells us what we're going to get next week with the highlights of the Volunteer Slam. Stay tuned there. Les really did not like that cord being wrapped around his neck, Doc. Well, that, he put his hand in there like, now wait a minute, pal. He, I, think he, I think he even said something to him when he first did it. He was like, come on, pal. Well, that's kind of what we just talked about here. Hey, man. Be prepared. Be prepared. Protect right, your neck. Now. Do you want to know before before you give out your your rating, your government cheese, and um, and the? Well, I was uh, just wondering real quick if you thought that sounded if Al Snow breathing heavy in the mic sounded like the time that Harper got the blowjob while we were on the air. Jesus. Um. So the man who has prayer candles with his likeness on it was too busy getting a blowjob one time to <laughs> contribute to the show. <laughs> Allegedly, we don't know if he was, but it sounded just like it. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. So, hey, the holidays are here. Please make sure you are using our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to support this show, especially during this time of the year when you're doing a lot of shopping online. So, again, use that link. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. tinyurl.com slash btt amazon all right doc before you give out your your uh, disability checks charlotte memories may 20th 1995 in charlotte north carolina at the gritty coal center did you look it up to see how many people it drew no i did not all right you want to take a wild guess just based on how they've built it up on this tv show the last few weeks Oof. i'm gonna say 2300 According to the internet, if you believe it, a card with Buddy Landell on it, Dan Severn, the NWA world champion at the time, Bobby Blaze, Tracy Smothers, Dirty White Boy, the Gangsters, Al Snow, Unabom, and the Rock and Roll Express. And with special guests, Magnum TA, Nelson Royal, Johnny Weaver, and Tim Woods, to name a few, that card only drew 200 people. Are you fucking kidding? I'm looking at it. I pulled the results, and again, I feel like it's a misprint, but I'm just telling you what's online. And again, that's if you believe the internet. Oh, I tend to believe the internet for everything. Um, 200 wow. people. Thanks a lot, Jimmy Crockett. That's what I would say. All right. Okay, Doc, disability checks. How many are you giving up? Wait, so am I the only guy that thought the only reason I want to talk to Jimmy Crockett at StarCast back in the day just a little bit ago was to yell at him for ruining wrestling. 
I don't know if I disagree with you, but I wouldn't want to yell at him only because I've heard David Crockett take the ownership of messing it up and not being more mindful of the books and whatnot. He 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 really came across from what I've heard as a stand-up guy who said, look, we can blame it on this, we can blame it on that, but at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. So like, from the standpoint of what you're saying, I agree, but I wouldn't go that route because I've already heard him say, I fucked it up. I contributed to it. So like, he, he took ownership of the mess up. So I feel like I'd be beating a drum, uh, beating a dead horse if I, if I were to do that. Just walk up to Jimmy Crockett and Fuck you, man. Fuck you. He's some old, confused man. Like, what does he say? Is he saying what? Leave that old man alone, dude. Come on. (laughs) Leave him alone, dude. They lost their family business. It's It had to be overwhelming for them. You say they lost it. They didn't, like, leave it at the airport one day and somebody else picked it up. They drove their family business straight into the ditch. Dude, they they had... You got to... Okay, so... About that. Think about it. Jim Crockett Promotions, the Mid-Atlantic Territory, was essentially a family business, a small family business that made a lot of money and kept their family afloat for a very long time. More than afloat. I mean, they, 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 were, print, they were a money printer at one point. And they, this is why I hate giving Vince McMahon credit, but they, they kind of saw the future with the cable TV, but they didn't know how to manage it. And it just went awry. And it's kind of sad because they literally, it doesn't, you know, it's hard to envision this now, but like they were a mom and pop promotion. They were a, like a, a, a one, like a little small shop that ran this promotion and it just ran its course and they couldn't see the future and they were hemorrhaging money. And it's sad when you think about it, but it's hard. I like, I don't know, man. It's, you know, a lot of people, business people don't have this mindset, but it's really hard to go from a mom and pop type establishment to the big time because there's things you have to let out of your span of control that only you trust with that you now have to trust others. And that's hard to do when you have, when you've built something from the ground up and from scratch. Does that make sense? Oh, please, you know, keep keep no, giving I'm us some you. business lessons. No, I think it's great. Business with menace. No, I'm asking you, like, it's hard, man, when you're a business owner and you. I, I think you... that here's what I think. I think their egos got in the way. And. Crockett got worked a little bit by Dusty. Oof. But I don't I don't have any sympathy for anybody who goes out of business because they bought too many jets. Well, wait, wait, wait. I didn't say I have sympathy for him. I'm not trying to play the violin. And I'm being selfish here. I don't really give two shits about their personal family history or their business. I just drew immense amount of entertainment and joy from their product, and they took that from me, so I ain't happy. (laughs) like a kid. You closed that. You're 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 talking like an adult, and then you, they took my joy from me. <laughs> okay. And the real problem is, is that I feel like about Jimmy Crockett, like I feel about Jason Garrett. 
Why why do I appear to be more upset about this than you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you give out your disability checks? Hey, man, I thought this was a good show, even with the Long Morton recap. There's a lot of recaps, but what we did see was really, really good. Uh, the in-ring work was solid all the way across. The, the promos, the going to the to the thugs and the new jacks. I'm going to give this an 8.5. Say that again? 8.5. All right. We are deep, um, deep, deep into 95, and the shows are still good, dude. This was a good show. I have no, I don't have anything bad to, to say about it. All right. So we got to give out the Government Cheese Award, named by longtime listener Sean Johnson. Uh, before we do so, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, a great way to support this show. Uh, I got a suggestion, too. It is the holidays. Why don't you ask the wife or girlfriend that, and tell them you want a BTT Patreon Christmas. So there you go, tinyurl.com slash patreon btt you would get access to over 200 plus patreon exclusive shows that are out there including our jim crockett promotions pay-per-views clash of champions and all kinds of other stuff we've done on that feed since 2016 maybe maybe if you sign up with a special promo code we could cut some special audio with harper sweet talking your woman while you're banging her okay that's not gonna happen but That's, get him that's in his, get him in the module, get him in the whistleblower voice. You like that, don't you? You like that? Oh my God, no, no, that's not. Doc is speaking <laughs> out of turn. That is not going to happen. Take the whole four <laughs> inches. <laughs> You're an asshole. You know that balls deep. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Well, Seriously. I can just imagine every. Fe- I don't mean to Shanghai your. Uh, your idea there, but can you imagine going to your broad and going, Hey, I need you to get me a, a Patreon membership to a wrestling pod for Christmas. Here's how dumb they are. They're going to buy you some shit or get you some shit that you don't want anyway. That's going to cost more than that. Oh, they'll buy you like here. I bought you some cologne. Uh, Ooh, I, 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 haven't worn, I haven't worn cologne since high school. Yeah, dude. but I thought you could start. Don't uh, get me started on that. Don't no, get me started on that. No, you see, here's the deal. If I wanted to wear cologne, I would have done so somewhere in the last, uh, I don't know, 27 <laughs> years. And Two I have decades. <laughs> so, uh, thanks. You're not grateful for what I got you. I'm really not. See, I'm really it not. Sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. And I tried to say, I tried to tell you, let's don't get each other gifts and focus on the kids, but you had to be a child and want presents. And now I'm stuck with a bottle of cologne that when I don't use it, you're going to be mad. Doc, seriously, what's what's five times 12? Real quick. 60. Literally, you can tell your broad you want to be a $5 Patreon member, which would get you all of our stuff on our Patreon feed. And that would cost 60 bucks for the year. And it would let be better tell, let me tell you than something. some cologne or some cargo shorts or a goddamn belt you don't need. Right. So here's the thing, man. You listen to these other podcasts, and you got to. Oh, we're going to run a timeout. We got to talk about dick pills. We got to talk dick about pills, matches. bark box, all kind of bullshit. All kind that's of bullshit. Up time. Here, when you come to our show, we're the product that we're selling. So you ain't going through no the, the other company. You ain't giving your money somewhere else. When you sign up, it's it's a direct relation. It's the closest you're going to get to a direct relationship with us. Very true. Very true. 
Let me say this too. We're the future. We are the future of podcasting, but we're also a throwback to when America was great, when the small business owners could succeed in this country. And we are small business owners. Don't you don't you doubt that for a second? So look, we don't have gonna... we don't have a second jet so that we can get to the wrestling show. Fuck, we ain't got one jet. We barely got cars. What are you talking about? <laughs> We got Harper over in the corner folding paper airplanes and making noises and stuff. <laughs> Whoosh. So this is going to air or drop on December the 16th, okay? So with that said, it drops on December the 16th. Tell your broad you don't want a belt, you don't want cargos, you don't want socks, you don't want none of this other bullshit she's going to buy. You want a BTT Patreon membership, and you can get that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Look. A couple, couple of things here. When the Smoky Mountain Show finishes up, there's going to be more patron content, Patreon content back there because we're going to have time to do other stuff that's you know all over the road. Second of all, we got more uh, WCW pay-per-views on the horizon as they start to figure out pay-per-views. So that's that's where um, you know, hey, yeah, that's, that's the only place you're getting it. Let's 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 be let's be real, right? That's the only place yeah. you're getting it. So all right, all well, right. we probably need to do some government cheese. Tracy Smothers, fuck that, he's getting it. That, that promo was, you and I both were chuckling like children during it, so he's getting it. I can't argue, when he said cockbite, <laughs> I lost it. And, um, and also, in it, from your nose to your toes, pal. So, uh, I agree, he was... to your toes. <laughs> redneck, so... boy, that's some redneck logic. We talk about broad logic, that's yeah. redneck logic. For real. Uh, all right, Doc. So Tracy's getting it from you, too. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Let's get out of here. All right, Doc. Do us all a favor. Hit the tagline. Since Harper's not here, take us home. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, longtime supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure y'all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Padgham, Bill Sousa, Big Rich at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andrade, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when you get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch.